1: It's time to step away from the everyday. Pack up, hit the road, have an adventure. If you're out to explore our great state of Queensland, we want to help.
2: It's being out with the breeze, with the birds song, with the kangaroos in the evening and the morning light and the crunch on gravel underfoot is just quite lovely.
1: So, come on, meet some new friends and take a Queensland adventure with us. Hi, are you ready for an adrenaline surge or at least to work up a sweat? The Southern Downs and Granite Belt have plenty to offer visitors who enjoy being active. In the number one I'm Sally Eels, and this episode we take a look at the sports and activities you can take part in or watch. After driving to Stanthorpe about two and a half hours from Brisbane, you may like to swap four wheels for two. Here the popularity of mountain biking is surging. Mount Marley has several kilometres of green, blue and black trails that are suitable for beginners, intermediate and advanced riders.
2: So we've got something for everybody.
1: And the huge outcrops of granite rock that this area is known for make for a memorable biking experience. We love the granite rocks, it's part of the character. It makes them technical trails,
2: it makes them tricky at times, um, but they're a lot of fun to ride down, sometimes quite challenging to ride up. But we've got a variety of rocks as well. Um, the black trails are certainly unique to the district. We're one of the only places, I believe, in southeast Queensland that has a black two-way trail, so a black climbing trail as well as a downhill trail.
1: And it's certainly rocky and technical. That's Emma Reimer, a teacher whose passion for hiking developed into an addiction to mountain biking a few years back. But you don't have to be a top
2: mountain bike rider to use these trails, do you? No, you don't. I've been riding for about five years and this is one of the first places that I started riding and absolutely loved and i've enjoyed it then i take school kids out now um so my school does a mountain bike club on friday afternoons and we practice our skills on the school oval and then come and ride the trails here I have friends and colleagues that I've coerced into coming mountain biking with me, um, including families with children. The club does social rides where we bring people out. And we even have families, one in particular, who has a three-year-old on, the, the, on a seat on the handlebars. So there is something for everybody
1: of any age. And you certainly don't have to be restricted to town. There are trails to ride through the nearby Broadwater State Forest and Girraween National Park.
3: Girawine ranger Joe McLellan is familiar with them all. We haven't got like a designated mountain bike track system, but we have two trails that we call shared trails. So it is in a section where a lot of people will go for, you know, more of a day hike or even stay overnight. Um, so, yeah, we've just sort of said that that bikes can go in those two, on those two tracks. So we, we have the creek trail, which is just a nice uh, three kilometre loop, which is ideal for, for little ones as well. And then there's a peak trail, which does actually go over some granite rocks. So it's, you know, you kind of need to have the right bike and uh, a bit more confidence, I guess. They're listed in the local brochures and can be found on the
1: internet. You can camp there too, at established camping grounds, but also smaller, more remote ones off the beaten track. Just make sure you book ahead and that you're well-equipped and someone knows your plans.
2: I'll start with why it's so beautiful. Um, the flowers, definitely. The landscape is, with the granite, always changing, always unique, dramatic and eye-catching, depending, you know, whatever the light. The wildflowers in spring are stupendous. Um, Girraween means place of many flowers and it certainly lives up to its name. Camping there at nighttime, particularly in some of the um, remote camping spots, you wake up to the sound of the lyrebirds in the morning and that's quite special. Actually, you can ride your mountain bike on two two trails there, and that's the only spot that I've actually seen a lyrebird in the wild, so on a mountain bike ride.
1: Also, as the trails are in national parks, whatever you take in must be taken out. That means all camping gear and rubbish. And don't be tempted to pick the wildflowers. Take photos or commit the scenery to the memory bank instead. If you're not confident about tackling the local trails on your own, the Southern Downs Mountain Biking Club posts information about social rides every couple of months or so on the group's Facebook page.
2: So not to the Mount Marley trails, but taking them out to the places that they wouldn't otherwise go. So we've had people come from Brisbane, we've had people come from Toowoomba to, to join us on those groups, and obviously more and more locals are finding out about the hidden treasures in the
1: area. Well that's right, it's sort of off the beaten track, it's the the things that you don't usually see unless you get off and get off your bum and and go for a walk or a a bike. Yes. For those who prefer road or gravel riding, there's plenty of scope for that too.
2: To me, I can't take the mountain bike out of nature I love both. I love pushing myself and I, I know a lot of people do on the bike in different ways, whether it's Getting fitter, um, conquering something that you couldn't manage before, whether it's getting up a hill or getting over a boulder, going down a boulder, whatever it might be. Um, I've certainly faced some fears at the top of steep rock shoots, to, and then you know the the kick that and the excitement you get when you accomplish something. But there is something for everybody here, and it's it's being out in nature, it's being out with the breeze, with the bird song, with the kangaroos in the evening and the morning light, and the crunch on gravel underfoot is just
1: quite lovely. That connection with nature is something Ranger Joe McClellan wants everyone who visits Girraween to experience. While her passion and knowledge of this area is explored in our sights and scenery episode, here Joe provides an overview of the hikes and bushwalks on offer. They're world-class. Stepping from stone to stone across gurgling creeks. Twisting your way around and over giant granite boulders. Through archways, crevices and caves, all decorated with the wildflowers of the season. A simple walk becomes an adventure in a natural playground, set to a soundtrack of humming bees and native bird song.
3: even though I've been here 24 years, you'll see something that you've never seen before, you know, and whether that's because it's only just taken place, who knows, because I have seen the rocks split in half, not, sorry, physically seen them split, but, you know, I've seen evidence of them splitting only in the last week or so. We've seen boulders roll down major hills and take out the landscape and so on Um, but yeah like there's some really cool stuff and it is just those geological processes that have gone on to to shape them so yeah the granite arch it it looks like three separate rocks but it's actually one whole formation the pyramids is what's known as an inselberg. you know it would have started out as as a big square slab or 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 block you know and then the, the weather and the water have helped to shape to what we see today
1: The pyramid is an enormous formation of sheer granite rock. Conquering it will definitely take your breath away, giving you a sense of accomplishment and a spectacular view of Girraween Forest, the majestic balancing rocks, and much of the southern downs. The walk itself is only 1.6 kilometres, but it's steep. I think I counted more than 600 steps up rocky stairs and that's only to the base of the Granite Peak. There aren't many foot and handholds on the final scramble up the rock, but most families of average fitness will manage it. However, it should not be attempted in high wind, rain or extreme heat, and it isn't for the faint
3: hearted. You know, you need to have a, an, an element of fitness and. Um, and not have the fear, because what can happen sometimes is people have no worries getting up there. It's when they turn around and then look down and go, Uh-oh. OK, I don't know if I can get down. <laughs> so we just ask that people gauge you know, their own uh, capabilities, yeah, whether they can get up and get down. There are other
1: granite formations to explore as well, with names like the Sphinx, Turtle Rock and Castle Rock.
3: So Castle Rock, it's actually one of my favourites just because it is in the middle of the park and you get a really good uh, kind of 360 degree view of Girrewine and um, yeah, it's it's reasonably easy to get up. It's not so daunting like the pyramid, Um, but yeah, basically it's, there's something for everyone and something for people of all ages. You know, there's the short walks if you really don't want to go walking too far Um, and yeah, if you want to go hiking overnight or, or do a three day, trek you know there's those opportunities as well. So
1: hiking tick biking tick camping tick you can also go swimming in some of the water holes in the national parks too.
3: So whether you just want to sit beside the creek and you know have a relaxing couple of days or whatever um, camping or you're going bushwalking there's some more strenuous walks for those that want to go up a mountain. But
1: for serious adrenaline junkies, perhaps add rock climbing to your list. There's a second pyramid, beside the one we just mentioned, that's frequented by experienced rock climbers. Also, if you drive an hour north of Girrewine to Passchendaele State Forest, that's where the bouldering festival takes place. Bouldering is a type of rock climbing which involves climbing rock formations rather than up or across sheer rock faces. One man who's used the rocky natural environment for his advantage is Adrian Janenga. This uber-fit obstacle course runner was born and raised on the Southern Downs and now is an internationally known Spartan racer. The world's number one obstacle course race.
0: Yeah, at the moment I'm part of the international uh, Spartan Pro team representing Australia. So there's a select few that make the team each year, and and this year I was lucky enough to be a part of it. Always loved the outdoors. Uh, lived on a bit of property when I was a kid, so was always out in the bush with um, family and friends, and you know rummaging around and and doing different sort of things like you said running up hills so in my late teens i sort of did a lot of running and then focused my my training into into trail running yeah just um find different trails here and there and just just in the peace and quiet it's just just great atmosphere here so um it's just something that i enjoyed and until i found obstacle course racing which was next level on top of that again (laughs)
4: You ready?
0: It's basically um, just every certain distance on the trail itself in the race. There's an obstacle, so it's like a military design sort of obstacle, I guess you'd say. Run, um, like climbing over walls, cargo nets, ropes. Um, some require a lot of grip strength like monkey bars and different bits and pieces like that but um yeah it's just that placed in certain locations throughout the course which is yeah on a trail in the bush so um yeah it's quite interesting
1: training runs are anything from 5 to 25 kilometers often through national parks and frequently involves scaling rock outcrops
0: Run. Yeah, I've always enjoyed climbing over over the rocks, but I didn't take it to the extremes. But um, I always like now, like when I'm on my run, I always find like a bit of a rock just to practice on. But it can be a bit, um, I guess you want to do it when someone's there. If you're doing like a higher, more technical sort of climb and have the right gear and, and falling pads and stuff like that in case you do. They slip off, but um, if you're just looking for something simple and easy to climb up and just during mid-run it's what I usually do, just to, to break up the run a bit and, and stimulate a, a race sort of environment depending on how hard you're sort of running. <laughs> usually, if you're just taking it casual, you can zone out and, and it's more of a um, therapeutic relaxation sort of meditation sort of run sometimes and you just um, regather yourself if you've had a hard day and yeah, it's very energising especially with the wildlife and the trees and depending on the location you're in, it, yeah, it's a great surroundings.
1: His training regime can also involve running up hills while carrying boulders.
0: Yeah, trying to incorporate a few um, carries above the head or just carrying it around the waist sort of stimulates um that race environment again because there's a few heavy carries in spartan racing that, you know they call it the bucket carry the sandbag carry and stuff like that so during the run it's always something to, to get the feel for and and keep the body sort of guessing yeah nice um obstacle density in there so definitely thanks
1: to his and other people's videos on social media He says more adventure lovers are heading to the Southern Downs.
0: Yeah, should be fun. It'll be hard to beat. Of course, Girawine National Park would be number one, probably, I'd say. It's quite amazing. With the granite outcrops and the massive, you know, climbs you can do up boulders and and the views from the top of them is just amazing. So it's it's a different world out there. There's about 17 or 18 kilometres of um, hiking trails there.
1: Have you run them all?
0: Yeah, I've been basically around the whole park, I'd say. Nearly the whole park. <laughs>
1: <sighs> but don't worry if, like Adrian, you manage to exhaust all of Girawin's tracks and trails during your stay, there's always more to do.
0: We've got Numdubimi Falls. That's quite good out there if you're looking for a bit of a walk. Um down to a waterfall that's part of Sundown National Park.
1: Numdubamere Falls are about a 30-minute drive west-southwest of Stanthorpe.
0: It's a bit of a steep climb down to the, to the falls itself, but, yeah, like, like a lot of rocks and, and a bit of a technical climb down to the falls, but it's quite nice, yeah, you can go for a bit of a swim there and stuff like that.
1: If you feel like a dip or perhaps enjoy kayaking, water skiing, paddleboarding, fishing... Well, Leslie Dam is just a 20-minute drive west of Warwick. There's also the smaller Connolly Dam. While closer to Stanthorpe, just a 15-minute drive southeast, is the scenic Storm King Dam. Ah, I still have fond memories of a school camp there many years ago. Plenty of locals love the area too and will head out there for the weekend.
4: It's a great place to go there for water skiing, picnicking, that type of thing. And Conley Dam, it's just a little... It's a smaller dam, but that's... Uh, and, and obviously not as busy as Leslie Dam. That's one that I like to go to most of the time, go to, there and take the, the family. That's you
1: know, Steve Hilton, uh, a Southern Downs bloke through and through. And so much more, too, as you'll soon find out. If watching rather than participating in adrenaline-fuelled activities is more your style... Steve recommends motorsports at Morgan Park Raceway, just south of Warwick. Events include motocross, drags, even a 24-hour endurance race for lemons, cars that cost less than $1,000.
4: Uh, we, we actually have some cabins here on our place which is only 600 600 meters up the road from the entrance of Morgan Park and you get to know some of the people and a lot of them say that this is the, one of the best tracks in the country you know, and they' people that travel all over the all over the country following their sport as well so it's got to be a good it's got to be a good complex and we not long obviously had the World Cup pole across here.
1: Yes, the World Cup of Polo Cross was held here in 2019 and the facilities for the fast-paced horseback team sport are top-notch.
4: And that'll put goal number five on the board for the Australians. OK, the gates are back and it's top for the tour.
1: There's also the annual Warwick Rodeo. So famous, so popular, there's a song about it.
4: Yeah, yeah, here we go to the Warwick Rodeo. They come from all over the country to come here, and they get something like 30,000 people come to Warwick Rodeo. The atmosphere is a big thing, you know, like there's nothing better than having a really good crowd and a good venue, and, and the quality of the stock is always a big thing, too. And Warwick always does get the best ones. And, you know, like you can practice as much as you, as you like, but you'll always ride a, a better bull or a better bucking horse at a rodeo with that atmosphere around. Can you tell that rodeo
1: was Steve Hilton's passion?
4: Well, yeah, I went to school here, uh, done high school here, and then I went off on a rodeo career for about 15 years, I suppose, and lived in various parts of the country and um, returned here once I started a family.
1: Actually, that's not even the half of it. Steve was Australian rodeo champion and Queensland state champion more than once, and won countless other titles during his rodeo career during the 1970s, 80s and 90s.
4: Well, my father, he worked on a um, cattle stations and sheep stations all his life. And over the weekends, we used to just go to rodeos or camp more so, and We started then doing the potty ride, and then that grew into steer ride, and then that sort of really got us into the rodeo side of things. And my brother, Norm, the older brother, he went up to the Northern Territory and got a job up there as a ringer up there and come back and he started the rodeo path and then we just kind of followed on. Yeah, I won uh, four Australian titles and and, uh, now a number of state titles. Now we competed all over the country, all over the world actually. We went over to like New Zealand, Canada, United States, Brazil, uh, well, 1997 was my last year I, I think I was uh, retired I, I won the 1996 Australian title and I was 39 years old and um, I was probably the oldest well I still ain't the oldest Rustock champion in the country you know history sort of thing so that was well and truly long enough for me
1: rodeo's a tough competition requiring mental and physical fitness agility and resilience
4: it's eight seconds and it's a scored event you know like that the, uh, the you have two judges judging, you know, how good the horse is or the bull is that you ride, and the, the degree of difficulty, I guess they call it, and then another uh, half. That's half the points, and the other half of the points is for how well you ride that animal. It's pretty much along the same lines as as uh, diving, I suppose. You know, like you, you pick a dive and you and so that's got a certain degree of difficulty to that dive, and then the judges will score you on how well you um, you pull that off and. So it's the same thing you know like you go to a rodeo and there's some bulls or horses that are better than others but it's just a random draw which one you actually get on hey, hey and it can be brutally hard on the body it's sort of an extreme sport particularly the bull riding i suppose so a lot of people go along for that side of it you know they may not understand it all that much but uh, you know they can see the danger in it i suppose and you know i have had a few broken bones and whatnot but Like, I rodeoed for over 20 years and um, most of my injuries, I suppose, were really at the start of my career and you sort of learn, you know, how to roll, how to lean, how to run. (laughs) So it's sort of uh, the the more experience you get, the more aware of everything that's around you.
1: While trail bikes and helicopters are replacing horses on cattle and sheep farms these days, Steve says events at the rodeo, from camp drafting to bareback riding, Serve to keep the spirit of the Australian stockman alive.
4: Because rodeo itself, too, it was sort of, well, while it, people say it's an American event, but you know, Australia, their first recorded rodeo was only something like 15, 20 years after the first American rodeo, so we're not that far behind. I tell you what, I think he's got him.
1: Now, have you planned your itinerary? Packed the hiking boots, running shoes, mountain bike, kayak and cowboy hat? There's so much to do, you'd better stay a few more days. Ah, and one last thing I almost forgot to mention. Dog sledding. Yep, on certain weekends in the Passchendaele State Forest, you'll find huskies and their people training and racing as teams of dogs drive scooters and bikes. It's a sport that's really taking off. I told you there was an activity for everyone. Thanks for joining us on this episode as we got active and pumped up the adrenaline on the Southern Downs. Be sure to check out our other episodes on this incredible region, Sights and Scenery. My most magical experience there
2: um, was seeing fireflies at Queen Mary Falls culture and history
1: and food glorious food i don't think people realize what a salad bowl that the granite belt is this podcast is a production of the pod squad a team of media professionals dedicated to bringing you the best of queensland from the locals who love it i'm sally eels writer presenter and producer of queensland adventures Sound design, Mark Wright. Camera, editing, social media and promotion, Sean and Katie Smith from Grizzly Bear Media. Marketing, Kim Scubarus. Graphics, Luke Sieb. Theme music written and performed by Julian Doe. Thanks to the Southern Downs Council and Mayor Vic Panisi for their support. See you soon on your next Queensland adventure.